Hey, Giant Builders, here we are today, and our guest today is the owner of Engage Coaching Group, and he focuses on helping male professionals in building themselves and finding the depression in them and what to do with that. This could be also helpful. For building people. spirituality, so, family, health, and business. This is the Giant Builders with Lois Wyant. Hey, Giant Builders. I am so excited to be with you. I know that you've been seeing me on Tuesdays and Thursdays, but I actually have not recorded anything since March. So I have missed you so much and I've missed meeting wonderful people like Aaron today. And I just wanna know, I just wanna tell you that you're important to me and I appreciate you, and I enjoy sharing information with you. So I hope that you're enjoying the information. So, hey, Aaron, how are you today? Doing great. Thanks so much for, for having me here. Yeah. So, Giant Bears, this is Aaron Soli. And Aaron, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Yeah. So I, I founded a Engage Coaching Group about uh, five, six years ago, and it was all sparked from me going through my own kind of mental wellness journey and wanting to be able to help uh, primarily more men that are going through uh, like high stress uh, that it's impacting their ability to, to really bring out their their true talents and abilities. They have these amazing gifts, and yet stress is getting in the way, life's getting in the way, and they're not able to bring those uh, to the forefront of their career and their their family life and professional life. So, yes, stress. I can tell when my husband is under stress. He just he <laughs> wears it on his face. You know, it's, it's like oh, are you okay? <laughs> so we're, we're all just really impacted with stress. So um, tell me, how did you get, how, give me a little more details of how you got into this. Yeah. So I, you know, I struggled with, uh, probably started in high school and it wasn't diagnosed, but I, I, I had these low periods in high school for, you know, it'd be two weeks, it'd be a month, you know, two to two to four weeks long where I would just all of a sudden my confidence and my self-esteem would just drop. And, uh, and then as I got into university, it was still there. And I finally started to see a, a therapist uh, to get more clarity on what was what was going on for me. I was journaling a lot about these feelings I had and, and didn't, uh, you know, didn't really know what was going on. And, and so as I got older, I, I just, I, I saw I got help and I'd feel good for a period of time. And I, you know, I, be you know I'd, I'd be diagnosed with depression and okay you need to go see get some help and and get support of that and then six months later I'd be feeling great and I'd go back at my work and I was primarily in uh, at university I took HR but uh, I struggled with finding work in HR because I had to have experience they wanted someone with experience and I was I'm right out of university I don't have experience yet so I ended up uh, you know sales positions were were definitely accessible and and easy to move into so I pursued a variety of different sales positions where you have to, you know, you got to be confident. You got to, um, you got to know how to, you know, speak on the fly and, and, uh, and all these skills that I was very self-conscious of in public speaking and these types of things. So I just started to really, I did a lot of things on my own. And then, you know, during those per periods of time when I was feeling low, uh, I would either go get help or sometimes I would just not and wonder, you know, what is wrong with me? And, and really that it came to uh, it came to a head in 2012 when i was going through a separation of my first uh first marriage and 
there's this basement of this townhouse that we owned at the time that was very dark and uh, you know, there wasn't a lot of light in the room. And, uh, and we had just moved into this, this place until so there's boxes everywhere. I had my computer in the corner and it smelled like cat pee because the cat was using the room as the, the litter box as opposed to the actual litter box. And uh, here I am in the evenings down at my computer trying to figure out like, what is wrong with me? Cause I'd done all this therapy. I'd done all this, this uh, read all these personal help books, like self-help and personal growth books. And still I was struggling with my career and now my relationship was, um, was ending and it ultimately did lead to a, lead to a divorce. But I was again on the computer searching what, what, like what's wrong with me? Why can't I be confident? Like, why can't I be the man that everybody is telling me I'm supposed to be? And, uh, and then one night when I was at the, at the computer, I realized uh, I got to stop asking this question. I got to ask a different question. And I had this epiphany that I was asking the wrong question to myself. Uh, And I realized I, I needed to start asking, what is this for? You know, what is the lesson in this versus, you know, attacking myself, blaming myself, like being really down on myself because it's not, it's not getting me anywhere. I've been doing this, you know, I was in my um, late thirties at the time and I was, you know, that was a pattern for me. I was just beating myself up, you know, with my thoughts and my, um, you know, and just things I was saying to myself when really, uh, you know, there's got to be a lesson. I'd learned many lessons along the way. And so when I asked myself that question, that's where things started to, change. I, I actually found a therapist that was right for me uh, and actually showed me a different, a different way to look at depression. She, she actually highlighted that she asked me, what, what is depression to you? And I said, well, it's like this dark cloud that hangs over me. And I feel like everything is impossible. Uh, you know, just getting up in the morning is difficult. Uh, you know, just simple tasks, doing dishes, trying to plan a meal. It just seems like absolutely overwhelming because it's everything just seems dark and dreary. She said, definitely, I, I could see how that that could be um, what depression's like for you. But I'm going to give you another perspective. And she said, depression can also be looked as anger turn inward. And that like light bulbs went off for me when I heard that because I actually realized that I had no relationship to anger. I stuffed it. I stuffed it down and I never knew how to express it. I always thought it was bad. And that if you're angry, uh, people aren't going to like you. They're not going to want to talk to you anymore. Any friendship or relationship you have, if, if, if you get angry at somebody, it's over, you know, that friendship's gone. And, and that's what I was believing. And so I avoided it like crazy. Sorry, my doorbell's just going off here. That's okay. Uh, um, and so, uh, you know, th- then I started to work on having a better relationship to anger and healthy ways of uh, of dealing with anger. And then that's where I uh, I, I took actually some uh, a personal development course that ended up giving me a counseling diploma, and I got a coaching certification. And I and as I was doing these these uh, courses, I realized I I would love to be able to help other men that are going through similar things that I've gone through because I I was I was hearing from my my, uh, you know, my fellow students that I was going through this course with it. Yeah. Men need more help with, with anger and with, um, just how to you know, deal with this, with stress and have healthy coping strategies. And that's when I, I started my coaching practice, wrote, wrote a book and just absolutely grateful that I've been able to really support, uh, these men that come to me and, uh, you know, have been able to overcome addiction. They've been able to, you know, be, you know, be confident in their relationship and and not have to be like a man, like society says, but be who they want to be. 
right? So it's been it's been really great to be able to do that and um, and and have a, a bigger mission to try to work with a million people by 2026 is kind of my bigger mission is to really enrich and support uh, one million people. Uh, with their mental wellness. And so like being, being on, uh, you know, a, a podcast like this just it enables me to help, help me with my mission, just to be able to reach more people. And hopefully some of the things I share today can, can impact their positively impact their life. Well, I'm honored to be part of your goal. Yeah. <laughs> so when your questions changed to what is this for, how did your answer change? I got really curious and, uh, and, and even my journaling changed. I journaled a lot. And it, it was more around looking at, uh, yeah, there's a lesson here. Like this is, there's a bigger reason that this is happening. And yeah, I had a, my my oldest son was like two at the time when I was going through the, uh, the, the marriage breakdown. And I was really worried about how this was going to impact him. And I just started to, um, to shift my belief around that, that, you know, this is, I'm not going anywhere. I'm going to be there for him. And, uh, you know, I looked at more of the positive side of things and the opportunity versus, uh, you know, just staying in fear and uh, in worry, because worrying is kind of a common behavior in, in, in my family. And I really decided I, I, it doesn't work for me anymore. You know, worrying has got me nowhere and I need to look at uh, the gifts that are there. So when you find yourself going into like, one of your dark places, is there something that you do to stop that from happening? Yeah. Part of it is, uh, is, is being aware of it and, um, and just saying, you know, thanks for sharing. Like, you know, it's almost like having a relationship with my ego and saying, Hey, appreciate your feedback, but that, that, that's not helpful. It doesn't work for me anymore. And, uh, and then also I journal, I journal about, uh, you know, if there's some upset or something challenging, and, and, and even just journaling, you know, the upset, like if, if there's, there's actually a process that I learned in the, the course I took where you can actually do journaling around anger and just write out the anger as, as it is, like how it's feeling, things you want to say, you know, and you just, you can even you know, know that you can just crump up the piece of paper and throw it away. So no one has to see what you're writing, but just get the anger out and then connect to, connect to the, the past from the perspective of is somebody like, is this person reminding me of an event or a person in my past that actually isn't here? Right. Because that's it's typically a learned behavior reacting in a way because we've learned something from the past. And, and, and then it's a matter of recognizing, Hey, hold on a second here. What's the truth in this situation? Because, um, you know, so-and-so my parents or my brother or that neighbor that did this to me in the past, they're not actually in front of me, right? There's somebody else in front of me here. And I'm believing that it, this whole situation's happening again when, uh, when it's not. Like you know, someone get, getting cut off in traffic could be actually some at some point in someone's life they got they got cut off, they got interrupted, they got uh, you know their their voice was put down, and now they're like, hey, I'm going this way. Uh, you know, why are you stopping me? And it, and that can be an opportunity to say, hey, I'm not li- I'm not in that situation anymore. What's What's really going on? Maybe that person's just, they're having a bad day and, you know, they have to get somewhere. Maybe there is somewhere they have to get to, but just look, try to look at it from a positive perspective and not take it personally. Cause I, I did take things, uh, you know, when I was younger, quite personally and to heart, cause I'm more of a, a feeling kind of guy. 
Uh, and, you know, I was getting feedback that I shouldn't be that way, but I, I want to embrace that. I want to step into that because that's who I am. So is there something that somebody around you could have done to help you when you, when one of these clouds get over you? So I'm, I'm looking at, okay, as a wife, is there something that if I see a cloud around my husband, is there something that I could do to help him? Yeah, I think the, the big thing is to not, um, to not put down the behavior and just to, to just to always be there and saying, Hey, you know, I, it, it looks like you may be struggling is, do you need any help right now? Right. And allow your partner um, or whoever in your life to, 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 to actually say, yes, they want help. Because if they, if, if, if that's the pro- part of the thing that can happen is we tend to overfunction and we're like, Oh, this person's, you know, struggling. I need to, I need to be there. I need to, I need to be right beside them in this struggle. And, that actually is not necessarily what they want. You have to ask them what they need. And if they ask for that and, and you're open to, to providing that support, then great. But if um, it's a matter of, yeah, you know, is there anything you need help with right now? And if they say no, you can just say, well, if there's anything you ever need help with, with what you're going through, I'm here. Right? And just it's, it's the most important thing is to know that somebody is there to help you when you're in this dark place um, versus having somebody trying to fix you or solve the problem with the way that they did it when that may not necessarily work. Yeah. And I think too, it makes a difference too, between the relationship, like between like um, a man, a man, a woman, a woman, because you guys have like your own conversation. You you have your own talk, you know, Hmm. I don't understand it. (laughs) So you guys have your own way. Like for example, when, if my husband got, irritated and my son my oldest son was around he would go like oh you're gonna cry like that and it would snap my husband right out you know but i know that if i said something like that he'd be like would you just shut up or something like that so i think it also depends on the relationship or the the connection between the people it can it can and what i found interesting i started to see a pattern for me is i actually and maybe it's because i was closer to my mom than my dad that i resonated more from the approach that women would take with me. So a lot of the counselors and therapists and coaches that I've had are, have been women. Uh, and even bosses that I've had or business partners, if they were, if they were a male, there would ultimately be some, some friction that would eventually show up. And part of it was my, um, my belief around how this, you know, how I'm supposed to operate and also their belief on how, you know, men are supposed to talk to each other and, and this type of thing. So, it can definitely be, um, yeah, men talking to men, men and women talking to women can be different, but it also can be the person's preference of what approach. Because I had I had a high school basketball coach that his approach was just to yell and scream at us if we made a mistake every time. And that maybe helped everybody else, but it just shut me down. It did not work. <laughs> uh, you know, and if and, but then we'd have an assistant coach that if he was coaching us because the main coach, the head coach was away, he was a male, but he was just a lot, uh, more positive and just encouraging that if I made a mistake, it was more like, okay, that didn't work. What are you going to, what can you do next time? You know, let's, you got this right. And I, and I played like a hundred percent better because of the, the, um, the care that was taken. So it, some people are motivated differently. And so it could be, you know, the communication is different, but also understanding what works for that person is important to know. Yeah. So tell me about your book. 
Yeah. So I, again, journaling all these years, I, and, and in this personal growth program I was in, I just, these light bulbs started going out. How can I help people with what I've been doing? And I, I recognize that there's these lessons that I was learning through my journal entries. And a lot of the journal entries I did, you know, I'd be in kind of a, a dark or a stressful place. Even in an evening, I would write a bit and I'd actually in that journal entry come on the other side and realize, hang on a second, this is um this isn't what I was thinking, right? I, I could actually there'd be a bit of healing there in just writing that evening uh that it come out of it. And I'm uh, and so I had a shared I start I, I actually started to write 20 minutes a day. I wrote down uh, out of my journals. I just started putting them into a, a document. And then I shared it with a, um, uh, like a hybrid publisher that helps you with, with being a self-publisher and just said, you know, what do you think of this, is this uh, opportunity? And they said, there's, there's tons of lessons in here. So what, what it, what it is, is it's 52 lessons and it's, it's essentially journaling lessons that individuals can do and also teams or groups can do. Uh, I've set it up where it's, um, it can be both. Uh, so if you have a group of people that you want to go through it with, or if you have a, cause I was in a lot of sales teams and recognizing that there's a lot of things like mindset and confidence and, and things that if, if everybody in the team were aware of everybody's um, you know, their, their strengths, but also where they were struggling, if everybody kind of had conversation about that every week, it could be benefits there. So it's, the book's called Engage, Connect, Grow. So it's really three three sections. The first section is in, engage, which I look at as it's like awareness or you're engaging the engine inside of you that you're now going to change. You're now committed to changing and you're going to bring more awareness and curiosity to the situation you're in. Connections, uh, the first off is about connecting with you and who you want to be and who you are. Uh, but then being able to connect with others and being able to, now that you know who you are, how do you want to step into work relationships, um, you know, partnerships uh, in, you know, marriage relationships, relationship with your kids, who do you want to be in those relationships? And then the growth side is actually taking action. And how are you going to, you know, maintain growth for the long term? Because a lot of, I know, you know, as a lot of people, may have experienced, you know, come January, you want to get back into shape and you sign up for a gym membership. And 30 days later, you're not going to the gym anymore, right? You've decided this is not going to work. So it's around what what are the baby steps you can do for if you have these big goals that you want to accomplish, you want to help other people, you want to, um, you know, really make a difference in your business. What are some simple steps that you can do? And part of that growth is actually having a support network and having a uh, you know, somebody you go to or a group that you go to that's there to help support you. Um, what I imagine similar to what you're doing here is to be able to have a place where people can come and connect and learn from each other. And and that growth is not to do it by yourself. Right? Oh, yeah. I can't do it by myself. Yeah, right. <laughs> so, did you tell me what your first meeting looked like? First meeting with a, a client? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it's really just understanding where they're at. Uh, you know, what's, you know, get, getting an idea of you know, what, what are they experiencing right now? Right. And is, uh, and, and where do they want, where do they want to get to? So where are you at today? Where would you love if, if you had a magic wand and you, you know, and you could, you know, wave it uh, right now, what would you change? Uh, what would the, you know, your circumstances, how would it be different and really get them to look at the, you know, where they, the future, where they want to get to. 
Uh, and that creates kind of a bit of a gap of, okay, here you are now, and, and here's where you want to get to. And then uh, even just just even in that initial conversation is helping them find one thing that they could do. You know, whether they decide to work with me or not, what's one thing that you could do in the next seven days that would get you closer to that future state that you want to be in? Uh, and then, uh, and then from there, you know, just determining if, if working with someone like myself makes sense. Uh, you know, I do have, uh, I do have my book as I, as, as we talked about, I also have an online course. So some, some people come to me and they, they just, they're, they're ready to use the book for on their own. And that's great. Or I'll have, they'll want to use the course is essentially video videos of me going through the lessons, uh, with people. It's a self-study course. So that that's another option. Or if they want to work one-on-one. So you give them a variety of options on, you know, what makes sense for them. So all of your meetings are one-on-one or the group coaching as well? There is uh there is group coaching that's available as well. Yeah. There's more and more I'm, I'm recognizing, especially with the, the men I'm working with, uh, when, when we've come together as a group, like there's just, everybody's learning from each other's experiences and the, the transformation, if you will, can happen, uh, you know, a lot more than it would if you're just working on doing things on your own. Yeah. Great. Yeah. So a lot of our viewers are entrepreneurs or thinking of becoming an entrepreneur. What kind of advice would you give to them? Because there's a lot of fear in running a business or putting a business together. What advice would you give to them? Yeah, no, that's a great question. You know, myself being a business owner, I I can, uh, I can relate to that as well. I think, um, and this may not may not feel good, uh, and it may feel kind of counterintuitive, but I would recommend to just feel that fear. Uh, really, just allow it to be present in your body. Uh, feel where it is in your body, and and breathe into it. And notice, just notice if there's any certain thoughts that are coming up, uh, any certain sensations, anything that uh, any imagery, like maybe a a story is showing up that uh, that is it your, your business isn't going to work or people are not going to um, agree with, you know, the, the offer that you have or uh, in that. And so just really get curious about that, that feeling of fear and question, is this actually true? Like, you know, these thoughts I'm having about it, is this, is this happening right now? Am, am, you know, is this, am I actually failing right now? Or, you know, and, and, and question it and start to recognize that once you start feeling that fear, what's on the other side of it? Because usually, once these feelings show up, there's they don't last very long. You know that fear may be just there for a minute, and then you're back to oh yeah, hey, I I got this. You know, and uh, you know, remember those those clients and those people that have believed in or believing in what you're doing, and remember your your mission and your vision you have for it. But that that fear can actually feed you and and remind you that that. Uh, you know, it's not actually real. Uh, you know, it's just in your head. It's in your, it's in your body. It's in your head. It's a reaction to what's, what you think or thinking may happen, but it's not actually happening. And and go back to the reason why you're, you're in business, the people you want to serve and, uh, and then, and then breathe into that and, and, and get that feeling like intensify that feeling so that that is the feeling that when fear shows up, your body is actually going to it's a, if you do that enough times, it'll automatically start to switch from that fear to the, hang on a second here. This is like that excitement, that joy, that passion, that fire inside of you will just, you know, overtake it. Mm-hmm. That's great. All right. Any closing thoughts? 
I just, I just like to thank, you know, thank you for, for having me and just for everybody listening, just know that you, uh, you have the, you know, the skills and abilities to, to help those that you're serving in your businesses. Uh, there's a, a quote by the, the, uh, the famous psychologist, Carl Jung, who says, those who look outside dream, but those who look inside awaken. So remember that, that if you go inside and you do your own work and you actually get curious about what's going on inside of you, it's actually going to open things up for you. It's going to, it's going to awaken things and your passions, your, your gifts are going to be able to even come out more than they have uh, just from what you've been doing today. That was great. All right. Well, thank you so much, Aaron. I really appreciate your time and just sharing the knowledge you have and, and kudos to you on the the direction of your path and just recognizing it and making those changes. Thanks so much for having me. Really appreciate it. All right, Jane Builders, we'll see you next time. Thank you for listening. This has been The Giant Builders with Lois Wyant. <laughs>